in episode 006 of AI Inspired, we'll be talking about the podcast, so the podcast talking about another podcast that was hosted by uh, Stephen Bartlett, the Diary of a CEO, and he's speaking to Mo Gaudet, uh, who is a Google officer, an ex-Google officer working at Google X, uh, that fi finally speaks out on the dangers of AI. And what we'll be talking about is the, the yes, absolutely, the dangers, the regulations, uh, the implications of AI, uh, the morality and the ethics that we should kind of focus in on as we build out and educate utilizing artificial intelligence and how this would implement into education and the responsibilities in there for beyond. So with that, let's get going. Welcome back, Alex. It's been we, a couple weeks. Yeah, welcome back. It's It's been busy traveling around. That's the purpose of summer and the summer break, but we're back in Going to get into the swing of things again with uh, AI Inspired and with the kids also and in, in, uh, moving forward with the AI training. Yeah, no, and I appreciate even when we were traveling, you were sending over those auto prompts. So it was a good pull back into reality when we were traveling around um, and to, to have the kids sit down and do the the prompts that you sent over via text. So it was a good way to to, to keep connected. So thanks for doing that. Yeah, and the auto prompts again, kind of using AI and keeping with that theme of try to use AI as much as possible uh, through ChatGPT. There's a plugin, so if you have ChatGPT four, the the pro paid version, there's plugins that you can add into it to accomplish different tasks. And one of them is a a, a texting software, and it actually works pretty cool. You set it up directly right in ChatGPT, and it sets up the texting, and then it'll automatically send out uh, text messages. So that's what we have. Uh, we created prompt exercises and, and uh, lessons in ChatGPT. And then this uh, uh, plugin for ChatGPT texts out to the kids like a prompt to do. So then we, all, we you know, they do the prompt and we review it and then keep building off of that to build their skills and their, you know, their uh, familiarity with prompting. It was pretty yep. cool. And, and it's still fun. It's not like they're doing sitting down for a half an hour on a prompt that's frustrating them. It's like five minutes. So it's all about the cadence of exposure for, for my kids at least. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it takes a minute or two or five at the most, and it's a quick thing, but it just lets them keep practicing and, and try to work around things. So if you get an answer or, or the AI doesn't come back and says, I can't do this because I'm an AI model, it helps them practice how to get around that and, and rephrase their prompt to get a correct response or get a response that, they, you know, that they're hoping for. And that's the same thing for individuals, anybody, not just kids. Uh, sometimes you might ask it, and we just did this together, Kanji and I, before this podcast to try to get a summary of, of something. And um, the AI was saying, I can't do that. And I did it three or four times, got the same response. Kanji did it with a different, a little bit different prompt and it it summarized the uh, the video. So well, uh, in, really in part, it's because I'm better looking that it decided <laughs> to give me a more in-depth answer. So, you know, there's bias all around us, Alex. Well, yeah, GPT can actually decipher images and, and identify things. So you maybe got a point seeing you through the camera. <laughs> well, and that's a good point. We should pivot that. Not not that's a good point, but what we were, you were talking about, what we were discussing and, and looking up was the YouTube of uh, Mo Gaudet from Google X uh, on the AI. Uh, and and the, that's what this podcast is about. We will 
have additional podcasts uh, coming up. Our kids are going back into Kaya, into the classes uh, this week. So we'll have next week's uh, podcast about that. But uh, the Bard summary that I wanted to talk about in this podcast with Mo Gadat by Stephen Bartlett's interview uh, covered Gadat's concerns about artificial intelligence, right? Yes. So he, he was uh, an executive at Google X, so kind of a semi-secret lab that works on technology, and they were developing AI at Google, and um, he ended up stepping down because he didn't agree with, I think he didn't agree with things that were going on in the direction of AI, and so he's very intelligent, very knowledgeable about AI, and um, it's kind of like the past couple of weeks, it's, it's been, his his this interview has been all over the internet, and people are talking about it, because he's basically saying that we are in big trouble with AI. So it's it's kind of eye-opening. And if it was anybody else, I was just telling Kanji, I would think that the guy was, you know, had a few screws loose, but he really knows what he's talking about. And it's really interesting. So it's good. We want to talk about that a little bit and we'll include the link in the um, in the podcast so that you can see it if you want it. It's about an hour and a half. It's kind of long, but it, it's well worth it. Gives you some, some you know, educated views of, you know, what, what AI is doing now how quickly it can evolve and um, how badly things can turn out if we don't regulate things and, and use it properly. So yeah. very interesting. It, it was interesting. I think it was more about sounding the alarm uh, about the possibility. So this isn't fear mongering. This isn't saying like this, this is something that we have to just put back in the bottle. You can't put the genie back in the bottle, right? It was more about the, the being responsible and how we develop this technology and educate those that are utilizing it. And it's exactly what we were talking about, Alex, just before we started this podcast is like, we're on track. That's what we're doing. We're, we're looking to support humanity and, and the evolution of humanity with technology. Yeah, and that was, and one of the things that we wanted after we watched the podcast, we went with ChatGPT and summarized the podcast and got some talking points. And I was saying to Kanji that when I did it, the talking points that came up for me, there's quite a few of them. There are several, several of them that were very much along the, the lines of, you know, why we started Kaya, why we wanted to teach our kids um, about AI and how to effectively use it and, and use it responsibly. And then how that's turning into, you know, creating a course that we can teach other children how to do that. And some of those points that came up were, you know, safety and ethics and um, how as individuals, we can positively use AI to shape you know, the future of AI and how it helps humans. So it was very interesting to see that summary that it's very much kind of aligns with our goals and our um, mission for doing this. Yeah, absolutely. And with that said, I think we build this into our mission, right? Like as we build out these, these uh, different uh, projects that we're working on, whether that be for kids or organizations or schools or marginalized communities, like that should be our Northern star. Uh, our guiding light, it should be like, Hey, let's bring it back. Are we supporting the evolution of humanity? Right. And, and more the utopian view versus the, the more selfish, what can this do for me view? Yeah. And, and I think part of the podcast was, um, you know, AI is already, is almost as smart as the smartest person uh, ever. So I, I forget the numbers exactly. You might remember them, but, you know, Einstein, I think his IQ is, was it two, 228? No, that was the smartest one. I think you said Einstein was 160. And then at oh, the, yeah. la the latest testing, 
uh, it was 150. So it being ChatGPT was 150, but that was months ago. So by this time, you are 100% correct. It is already smarter than. The yeah, and I think the smartest person I think is at 220, something like that. It was 220 or 228. So AI is already almost as smart as you know some of the smartest people in history. And what uh, Mo Gadat was saying is that it's not going to be long before it's a million times smarter than the smartest person. And it's going to be, you know, it can come up with solutions and ideas that we can't even imagine. We can't even come close to imagining. So um, it's important to, it, there's some people that are always going to, whatever it is, some people are going to take whatever they have, a technology or science or um, whatever it is to, to do bad things. And I think it's important to, or he also thinks it's important to figure out and work positively and figure out how to use the technology and AI to, and for whatever area it is to, to positively impact, whether it's humanity or your life or your children's life or your family's life, um, to do it, use it for positive yeah, things. Agree. You know, yeah. what was interesting, and you brought up the more intelligence thing. And, and one of the things that really like sparked my interest was he goes, more intelligence equals more emotions. And so he's saying, and, and they, they argue, right? Like artificial intelligence, they don't feel things, they don't have emotions, but if emotions are based off of intelligence and they have exceedingly more intelligence, then the theory thereby would be that they have more emotions. What's your take on that? I think I think that's stuff that we, we probably most people don't think about. And, and I think with that super high level of intelligence, I don't think we know what's yeah. possible and, and what is capable, what AI is capable of. So um, yeah, if something is, you know, a thousand times smarter than we are, who knows? And it's got a thousand yeah. times more emotions. Absolutely. Yeah. And we just don't know. And that was his other point is we're at this point of singularity. Like you come up to the edge of a black hole where physics makes sense and physics acts like physics, but then once you get past the edge of that black hole, exactly. you don't know what's going to happen. And so I think that's the warning sign that he's saying it's, it's scary. And at the same time, super exciting to be able to venture past the edge of the black hole. And what's that? I mean? think a lot of, I think AI as it, grows and improves and becomes smarter is going to maybe redefine a lot of things so even emotion emotion how we know it today might be completely different yep yep a higher level of intelligence so and 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 coming back to both points where he was saying like you can't put the genie back in the bottle this is unstoppable ai is out there it's going to transform everything and then how do we then put in place those guardrails to ensure that AI is aligned with the best interests of humanity. And when I say the best interests of humanity, now, hold on. I know, I know you want to comment on that, but I want to put this in there too, because I want to get your thought on this is who decides what is the best interest of humanity? That's the thing is what's good for, for us isn't good for Russia or for China or for India. I mean, it's different. So I don't think Humanity, when it comes to AI, I don't think is a, a singular issue because it's different for everybody in, in different communities, different religions, different governments. Um, so that's going to be very difficult. And I, and I don't remember if it was in this podcast or, or something else that I read. It, it should be AI should be regulated, but it's going to be very difficult to regulate it because and one of the things that Mo Gadat also said was that 
governments should tax AI. Um, mm. So if you're a company using AI, you should pay like an 80% tax on whatever you earn as a result of AI. And then it, it came up, well, if we do that, everybody's going to leave and go to another country. Like right now, a lot of people, developers are going to Dubai because it's, it's more, um, there's, there's more incentive there to do computer and, and crypto work. So if we tax companies, even at 10% or 15% extra on AI work, people are going to leave and go to a different country. So to, to regulate it as a single country, I think is impossible. And if you do, you're going to be left behind because other companies are going to leapfrog over you technology-wise. Um, so it's going to be very difficult to regulate it, to control it. And I think I've also heard that companies like Google and OpenAI should maybe slow things down and maybe put more guardrails up. But if OpenAI does it, you know, and Google doesn't do it, then OpenAI is going to be left in the dust. If OpenAI and Google do it, maybe Facebook won't do it. And if all of the big tech companies do it, there's going to be a 12-year-old kid in a garage somewhere that's going to say, I can do this better, and it's going to become the next Google. So mm. it's a very difficult topic when you talk about ethics and technology. And, and the reason for the taxes, basically, uh, the idea is that AI is going, people are going to lose their job because of, because of AI. So repetitive tasks are going to be done by AI. Somebody that knows how to use AI will be able to accomplish far more than a single person can. So, you know, if you have a department with 10 people, you might only need one or two. So the tax on AI would be to help retrain people to do something different, um, help support people that can't get work, um, like an unemployment type of, of uh, system. So that's the that's where the taxing idea is coming from. Because basically countries that don't just let people do whatever they want and earn money off of AI and don't capture anything are, are going to be in trouble. And, mm -hmm. and, and he's saying it not that, that far in the future, in, in a couple of years. Yeah, no. It, and that's what he was saying, right? He was like, it could be six months. It could be two years. And his big thing was like, if you're thinking about having kids, maybe don't. In a couple of years, I was like, oh, that's harsh. That's harsh. And, the, and I think I think he did that on purpose because it, it does. It takes one of those huge red flags to say, what? What? And, and, and pause and think about like, how is this going to affect the various different people across not only our society, but global societies and, and the interactions between those global societies. And so one, one thing that comes up for me is like, if it's going to be so much more intelligent, maybe it'll come up for the answer for us. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> well, it, uh, in the podcast, Mo Gaudet said that, is that it is going to be, it's so, or it's good, it already is intelligent, but it's going to be so advanced and so intelligent that it can come up with ideas and solutions to problems that humanity has that we can't come, like global warming. They could, they could at some point come up with a solution. And the problem is, is that he's saying humans will, take over the AI before that it gets to that and ruin things. <laughs> and, and I love that, that that's being brought up because then it becomes all about the questions that you're asking, right? Like we have to be very intentional about the questions that we're asking it. We have to be very intentional about stating what the problem is before it can provide these answers. And that's exactly what we're doing with the kids. We're saying, be yeah. very intentional about the questions that you're asking, like be very specific think about this uh, from a, a strategic point of view of like, what are the different stakeholders that are involved with this decision and how it is going to affect 
the, the types of people that are going to be affected by this technology. And I think my, my thought is that, you know, for decades, everybody said, you know, there's been people that say the world's coming to an end and people would think, you know, uh, Y2K, the world was going to come to an end and the internet, you know, was going to ruin everything. I think it's just another tool. I feel we'll learn how to use it better and they'll always be bad no matter what it is, whether it's technology or something else. And I think the good will overcome it and it'll be a tool that will help individuals and you know, on an individual level for yourself or your family, I think it'll help countries. I think it'll help. I think it'll do a lot of good. So it'll be good for humanity, be good for livelihood, um, yeah. medical benefits. You know, I, I'm sure it's going to, it's going to play a big role in medical advancements and, um, and helping people with safety. It'll be taking, taking over things where people are getting hurt. Yeah, I agree. I think one of the responsibilities that we have is about talking about this and putting it out in the public is that you and I can bring up these issues as we're seeing them so that we can start defining what the problems are that we're seeing as, as they develop. And I mean, we're still, we're not even a year into this, man, that ChatGPT has been out, right? And, and it has been the talk of the, the world. We were walking around the streets of, of Rome and we heard some guy go, ChatGPT, and he was like, ChatGPT! <laughs> Like so, it's out there, right? I mean, it's everyone's talking about it, and it's going to move super, super fast. But I do think one, let's be responsible about the mission statement and the guidance that we're giving to all of the projects that we put forward. But then two, really talking about what are the problems that are arising and how how can we articulate that so that we can ask the right questions while ChatGPT develops its intelligence. Yeah. And what, one of the things that's interesting, I mean, you just said that it's only, it hasn't even been a year. AI has been out since, it was, I forget the number now, we've even taught this, but the, no, that's the fair 1950s, for 50 years. 1950s. Yeah. And um, even more, I mean, it's in, it's in our lives, our everyday lives with Siri and Google Maps and even Netflix, you know, suggesting what you should watch next. So it's it's been in our lives. I think it's only since November of last year when ChatGPT came out and made it available to everybody. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, it's free, or you can upgrade to something a little bit more, a little bit stronger or, or uh, more intelligent. But I think that was the big catalyst to, you know, get everybody talking about AI and trying to figure out how to use AI. So it's it's important to note it's not new. It's been around for a long time, and it's in our, our it's in almost everybody's lives every day. It's just people haven't had the opportunity to actually use it and create with it and do things. Hundred percent. That's yeah. an excellent point. It's been there to help us, but not to uh, read things. I appreciate you reteaching <laughs> me the lessons that I, I misstated, but you are 100% correct, right? Um, but but it, it is at that inflection point where it's affecting a lot more people now in a lot different, a, a lot more different ways that are, are, are uh, you know, personal to them. If it, if it affects their jobs, right? If it affects their education, if it affects their livelihood. Yeah. I, and how we're going to communicate to each other. Yeah. And I think what we're doing hopefully is a good thing, you know, teaching our kids how to use it properly and effectively uh, to open their eyes to possibilities and opportunities. And, and I think just generally I, I'm part of a group where an AI group where teachers are all part of there and they're all talking about it. And there's a lot of fear, but there is surprisingly a lot of people who are really interested in it on, on the teaching front, like how they can use it to teach the children. Mm. at different levels from mid, uh, middle school all the way up to university. Um, and then there's also 
the you know how how to teach children to use it kind of like what our idea is how to use it responsibly not to plagiarize and submit plagiarized uh, assignments so there's a lot of good talk going on there and i find I'm, I'm a member of a bunch of different groups and what i find interesting is all the business groups and the different groups that i that i read people are all concerned about themselves and a lot of people don't know how to use it and and a lot of questions are how do i use it this teaching group, I think it's got 150,000 teachers in it or people in it. They are surprisingly on top of it quite a bit. I was, when I joined this group, I was surprised how on top of, of the technology they were. And to the point, uh, the aspect of trying to figure out what tools are out there to you know, help them grade or help students um, write papers or get ideas on papers. There's a lot of different tools. I think there's over two or 3,000 tools that have come out so far. Um, and they're on top of a lot of them. So it's, it's, it was a positive thing. I, I, you know, I was surprised to see it, and, but I'm glad I saw that the teachers are, are trying to figure it out, trying to figure out how they can use it and how Good. they can teach children how to use it. And I think that's an important, uh, an important thing. I think we should all teach the children because they're the ones that are going to use it and make a difference with it oh, and yeah. affect their lives. Affected. Just like the internet's affected all of our lives when it, when it, um, since it's, come into into play i think ai is going to have a much bigger effect on on people and, and children are the ones that they're the ones that are being exposed to it and can really benefit from it and make differences so i think it's important that um on a personal level they they learn it and on an educational level they learn it as well like schools need to adopt it so i i think the teachers are interested in it and see that there's a benefit to it i'm not so sure that the institution the educational institution sees that yet i think they still fear it so that's going to be the, the hurdle so i think we all need to do our part and and uh you know help our children and tell the educational system is there to support them with that i absolutely agree yeah absolutely. and it's i like that you brought up the different types of people that are interacting or being affected by chat gpt or uh, artificial intelligence, right? It's not ChatGPT anymore. There's there's more out there. Uh, you just introduced me to Claude, which is another one. So, and we'll get that into that into a different podcast. But just so everybody knows, there are more platforms coming out that are pretty strong. So, um, but we'll get into that. The the I wanted to talk about the types of people that you were talking about, right? Like it's not just the doomsday evangelists that are coming out. There's also the utopian evangelists, the the ignorant folks uh, that. Uh, Mo was talking about and the the other two were then like the kids or those that, that are like oh it squeaks this is fun right yeah, yeah. And, and play with it just a little bit and the last one he was saying was the snake oil salesman so there's a lot out there we've seen so many of these already that are saying hey they've been experts in this for years right which uh nobody's had years of experience at this point of, of exactly yeah I think the only, you see that a lot. So there's a lot of people on the internet that are selling, you know, whatever, 2000 or 5,000 or 10,000 prompts for $29.99. Those are all garbage. Every single one of them is garbage. Those are the snake oil salesmen. Um, what's interesting too, you, how you said, you know, the kids are looking at it like, oh, look at squeaks. Um, in middle school, that, like my son, they, they've all come up with, they're all on Snapchat and Snapchat has a built-in AI bot. And I think it was maybe three or four months ago that it came out and they're all playing with it. They're using it like Google and they're asking it stupid things and playing with it. But I mean, it's the same idea. It's the same as ChatGPT, the same technology. 
um, but it's being used on a really basic level. So, I mean, they're being introduced to it, but they have no idea how to use it other than, oh, I can ask it a stupid thing and it's going to tell me a joke. Um, so I think th there's interest there. It squeaks and we need to take that and harness that interest and, and teach them how to use it more than just a search engine. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think we're doing our part. And, and to wrap things up, I know we're coming across time now. Uh, it is about starting the conversation. It is about having the conversation. It's, be, yeah. it's, it's being willing to accept that the reality that it's here uh, and, and how we're going to put in those guardrails, navigate the conversation and teach our children is really where we're at. And that's what we're doing. And, and I'm super excited for it. I know it's very exciting. Lots of stuff. Yeah, there was almost two hours in this uh, podcast, uh, YouTube. I do encourage you if you do have the time to check it out. Uh, if you don't have the time, uh, maybe what we can do is I can put the notes in that I've got onto our transcripts. Thank you, Greg. That was an excellent idea is what we can do is we can do an extract of the transcript of this podcast and put this into written form for those that are more visual learners as well. Okay. And with that... We'll see everybody next week after our next class with the kids. Summer school. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Bye, y'all. All right. Bye.